This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. The volcano has erupted. Your phone is ringing off the hook. Who do you take care of first? Who do you take care of second? And who do you put at the bottom of the list? I'll give you the answers to these questions today. All right, let's take a look at it. I mean, I had a client of mine, or several of them actually, who the first hot day here in Atlanta, one of them got 123 phone calls in a morning. I mean, you, there's no way that anybody can handle 123 phone calls and service 123 people in that particular morning. And the, the reality is, is if you staffed up for the first hot day or the first cold day, you would have technicians sitting around waiting for something to do for a really good part of the year. So what do you do? You know, you think about it, you know, just like a volcano that erupts when the pressure you know, builds up to a point that it just can't handle it anymore. The pent-up demand, I think, from customers who didn't want you in your homes and offices over the past few months has turned into, we want you now, it's hot, I'm miserable, come today. You know, in, in many of the areas of the country, and hopefully yours is too, your phones are ringing off the hook. You know, you're juggling to take care of the maintenance customers who didn't want you, as well as those maintenances that are due, and phone calls from people who are not maintenance customers and have a cooling problem. So what do you do? How do you prioritize those calls? My mantra has always been maintenance comes first. Maintenance customers are loyal to you. They've signed a piece of paper that says that they're going to use you and you're going to maintain their equipment. So they're loyal to you. You've got to be loyal to them. And the thing that's going on right now a little bit that I'm seeing is skimping on maintenance. Guys are going in there going, yep, that's a condensing unit. Or, yep, that's a heat pump. And not taking the time to do the actual things that need to be done so that proper maintenance is done and the equipment is in the best possible condition for its age. Please don't rush through calls to get to everyone. It's Nobody wins in that one. Um, so from my perspective, maintenance comes first. And they also deserve the same thorough maintenance that you would do if you were not rushed. All right? You know, that's what they paid for. All right, so that's number one. Next comes customers who've used your company before but do not own a maintenance plan. There's some loyalty because they've used your company before. They've spent money with you. And, you know, sometimes you say, well, I've got a customer who um, always calls us for everything, but they haven't signed a maintenance agreement. You know, in some cases, they can't. And, and here's a perfect example. One of my clients does all the maintenance for a specific uh, local government. And they have told them over and over and over and over again, we cannot sign a maintenance agreement because it would have to go out for bids. We'd much prefer just to use you. And so they do. And they're loyal to each other. Obviously, even though the piece of paper has not been signed, it's an implied maintenance agreement. So sometimes that happens, and I would consider those people and those customers to be maintenance agreement clients, even if they can't sign the maintenance agreement for some political reason. All right, maintenance first, customers who've used your company or, you know, have used your company, I'd say within the last three to five years at the very latest, there's some loyalty there. 
And finally, the customers who never used your company before, they're calling most likely, probably, because the company they have used before can't get to them and they absolutely want their cooling done now, or they have no loyalty to anybody and they're just trying to find the cheapest one or maybe the one who can get to them first. You know, they find a company faster than you, guess what? They'll cancel the call or worse, your tech will show up and there's another technician's truck sitting in the driveway when the tech drives up to the home. Not exactly a cool thing to do, all right? So what we're going to do is we're going to start talking about how to handle the calls. Now that you've got my philosophy of maintenance comes first, customers who views you come second, and customers who are just calling through a web search or something along those lines. So the first thing that absolutely has to happen is your dispatcher or CSR asks the question, what address are you calling about? All right, not Mrs. Jones, how may I help you or whatever else it is. It's what address are you calling about? And the customer will answer that, you know, 123 Main Street or 456 Lobby Lane or something along those lines. Now, most of us have caller ID now, which a lot of times is integrated with our software. So we can see by caller ID that that customer comes up in our software and we can see whether that customer is a maintenance customer, whether that customer has used us before um, and is not a maintenance customer or whether that customer, there's nobody in the database with that phone number at all. So if you're in a situation where you're software doesn't handle that for you based on your caller ID, then the dispatcher or CSR enters the address into the system, right? And so one of those three things is going to come up. Now, let's assume that she's in a situation where she can't find the address and the address is not in your system whatsoever then what she will say to the customer is like, I don't see your address in our system. Is this the first time you're calling? And that's really what she says. You know, oh, Mrs. Jones, I see your maintenance agreement client. Thank you very much for owning a maintenance agreement. Um, you'll get a discount on this call. How may I help you today? And maintenance agreements come first. You know, Mrs. Jones, I see, you know, that you've used our company before. How can I help you today? Thank you very much for your past business. You know, acknowledge the fact that they actually have used your company or that they are a maintenance agreement client. Or the third thing is they're not there. They're absolutely not in the system. All right, so I'm going to take a break here. And when we get back from break, I'm going to tell you how to handle this particular situation. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him though. How? With a leak letter that every customer must sign with a service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks. Happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's Ruth King at HVACchannel.tv. You can't. That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronin the Rubber Duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy to read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronin the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. That's R-O-N-A-N, the rubber duck dives into financials. 
Let me know if I made financials fun for you. Thank you for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, we talked about the role that maintenance customers come first, customers who've used your business come second, and everybody else comes last. So the question normally comes up, well, what about warranty customers? If you have an installation warranty, that's like a maintenance customer. You have an implied maintenance agreement simply because, you know, they spent $10,000 with you or, you know, maybe seven, maybe six, maybe 20, who knows. But they've actually had equipment installed um, by your company. So they have an implied maintenance agreement, at least for the first year when you cover the warranty. All right. So when the dispatcher asks Mrs. Jones, what address are you calling about? And she types it into the system or your system pops up and says, no address found. She says, Mrs. You know, Mrs. Jones, I don't see your address in our system. Is this the first time you're calling? And the customer can answer really one of two ways. Um, I'm calling about my mother's system or my sister's system or my father's system or my grandmother's system. Um, I, I own one of your maintenance agreements, and my grandmother lives at 123 Main Street. Or they might say, yes, this is the first time I've called your company. Now, if the customer is calling about a relative system and the customer is a maintenance customer, then you're in a situation where I would treat the customer's reference the same level of, of customer that was calling. So, for example, if a very long-time maintenance agreement client is calling about her mother's address, which obviously is not in your system, and she says, oh, no, I'm calling about my mother's system. This is Ruth Smith, and, you know, my address is 123 Main, Smith, uh, Main Street. You're going to treat her mother just like you're going to treat her. She's going to be a maintenance customer simply because you're dealing with a maintenance customer, all right? So if it's a first time that they're calling the system, or excuse me, the first time that they're calling your company, you know, what you want to do is say, you know, thanks for calling. How did you hear about our company? You know, again, there's basically two responses. My neighbor, my mother, my coworker raves about you, which is a referral, or I looked you up online, I saw an ad, you know, I saw a truck as I was driving by, something along those lines. Again, if it is a referral, you know, treat the call as if the customer has used your company in the past. Treat them as a customer because you want, if, the, if there's a referring customer, guess what? You want the person that was referred to get the same treatment as the customer who referred them. How's that for a tongue twister? And, and for all intents and purposes, you want to do that simply because they're going to compare notes and make sure it went well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So... That's the way you would treat that. But let's assume, you know, that it's an internet search or, you know, I looked you up online or whatever. I heard an ad a while ago or whatever else it is. They don't really know you from a hole in the wall. You know, and your first available appointment is three days from now or four days from now. And and the reality, this is what you have to tell them. is like, I'm sorry. Always start with I'm sorry. Our first available appointment is next Thursday or next Friday morning or whatever else it is. You know, however, we'd be happy to put you on our list to call in case there's a canceled appointment. Would you like to schedule an appointment? You know, you're being very honest and very sincere with the customer, and you're starting with, I'm sorry. And then you're in a situation where the customer gets to make a choice. Customer can say yes. Customer can say no. And they may say, no, I'll just try and call somebody else. And, you know, I'm sorry that we couldn't take care of you. Have a great day or, you know, 
check back in the future or whatever else you want to say. But the reality is, is you have to be really direct and really straight with them up front and tell them when your first available appointment is. And some will schedule an appointment, some will not. Um, those who schedule appointments for next Thursday, you need to call on Wednesday and say, Mrs. Jones, when you called last Saturday, you scheduled an appointment for tomorrow. Do you still need us to come? And they might have found another contractor and forgot to call you or just ignored calling you back saying it's already been taken care of. But this way you don't send out a service technician on a, a wild goose chase and to a customer who's already had their uh, problem taken care of. All right. So just be careful with it and be very straight with you know, those who you can't take care of and say, I'm sorry, first. And then what you'll do is if they do schedule an appointment, make sure you follow up the day before to make sure that they still need you to come out. All right. So maintenance agreements come first. They have the loyalty to you and you've got to have the loyalty to them. And if they're the only ones you can take care of right now, that's who you take care of because they will continue to pay your paychecks for many, many, many years to come. As long as you take care of them, they will take care of you. And customers come next. And then sometimes you just have to tell somebody who is not a maintenance customer or who hasn't used you before, I'm sorry. Our first available appointment is whatever it is. You know, you don't want to say I'm busy because they don't care that you're busy. They just want their cooling needs taken care of. So that's how I would handle the situation. And, you know, realize in a couple of weeks, guess what? Everything is going to be taken care of and all the stuff that's broken and all of the pent-up demand will get evened out over the next couple of months and the volcano will go back to sleep, which is essentially what will happen. So thanks for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please re review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.